Hey, let me remind you about what happened last time on The Incorrigible Party. Spending the last few hours before bed to pore over the forbidden books they retrieved, the party learns many things pertaining to the Neoki, planetary geology, packs, and the treachery of gods. Shakara and Falsey come clean to each other about their respective packs, seeming to mend the rift that has formed between them, finding some semblance of unity. Retiring for the night, morning arrives, only for Falzern's life force to continue to be drained. And now, on with our show. Two more points, you say? That's right. Frig. How generous. Dang it. Well, I guess I'm down from, from 90 to 88. And, and you're not going to mention this to your cleric or your paladin? You know, that's a great point. <laughs> and your AC is what, minus five? No, don't even. Don't even. <laughs> so you cast mage armor. Okay, so you're now minus three. <laughs> so I, I wake up and I'm kind of clutching my chest. Is anyone around me, do you think, or people elsewhere? I'm there. You're there. I mean, I'm the little spoon if you're asking. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh <boy>. What happened <laughs> last night? <laughs> this is a celestial encounter. <laughs> um, so I wake up and, and I'm not, I don't think I'm doing a great job to hide the fact that I'm in pain. I kind of clutch my chest. Falzerin, uh, are you okay? Uh, no. No, I'm not, Shakara. This, this is, this is bad. This is, this is what I was talking about with this, this power that Isabella has over me. She's slowly, I don't know what she's doing exactly, but somehow she seems to be sapping my life force. Mia, is there anything you can do? I don't know if it's a disease or, or what it is. It, I'm gonna lean lean back against the wall. I'm gonna pull out some rations out of my bag and sort of sit back and and watch and, and start to eat. Like, let's see how this plays out. While she's trying trying to think of something that she can do, I'm going to stay calm, Falzerin, and I'll put my hands on either side of his face and I will lay on hands for five health points, which I realize won't do anything in this situation. But normally that would cure a disease or end a condition afflicting. Right. And falls in the. Unfortunately, this lay on hands does nothing to abate the pain in your chest. Uh, uh, I appreciate it, Shakara, but whatever is afflicting me, that that your powers don't seem to be working on it. I'm sorry, Falzer, and I don't. I don't think there's anything I can do. I just, I'm sorry. I just feel weak. I, I can't describe it. I remember the feeling, but Shakara's hands healed me. Yeah, it. It's it's fine. I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. I mean, I can call an ice storm if that would help. Well, that might be interesting to watch, but I'm not sure that would help me. So all your book learning last night, did we come up with a plan? Well, we, we learned a lot, actually, Shaft. There may be a way to break the pact between Isabella and Falzerin. Yes, it, it doesn't sound easy, but I think it's worth it. I... I'm worried she's going to continue to suck the life force from me in, until I'm dead. They need my blood. Oh, okay. Hopefully not all of it. Well, that's easy enough. And I pull my dagger out. 
We have to crack the crystal shell and then go trap a rainbow. It's easy. I put my dagger back and I go, okay, so what did you guys drink when I went to sleep? <laughs> you need the phlogiston. The fl- the phlogiston. The phlogiston? Flungerton. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, Shaft, have you ever wanted to see the stars? <laughs> <laughs> I've flown very high, <laughs> let me tell you. As have I, but in our future, there may be an opportunity to fly higher than we've ever flown before. So are we taking off and leaving this guy to turn into a lich? We we done with that? No, no, I I think we have some time. But we did. We certainly have learned some more things. The Neogi, they come from a different planet, a different yeah, yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll fill them in. We need to come up with a plan. You can tell me all about that later. What are we going to do today? We need a plan. We need a plan. We need a plan. We need to contact Geneva. The very first thing we need to do is contact Geneva. I agree. I agree. I can do that. What do we want to say? Tell her to come here. There's the too much to discuss via via your sending spell, Mia. We, ju- we just need her. We need to find a way to meet up with her. I think the best, our best bet is for her to come to see us instead of us going to see her. Tell her to come meet us at the boat. While we are waiting on her, Falzerin can check on the Tritons. Okay, so you want me just to say, come meet us at the boat? Basically, yes. Right? Yes. The clamshell boat. Try using all the words. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm still tired. We need to discuss Alamar with you. Please meet us at our ship. We need to discuss Alamar with you. Meet us at our ship. Yeah, that should work. The rising, the rising three, three. Okay, the big one with the thing on top. The big one with the thing on top. I, yeah, I think I have enough words for that. Okay, sure. Falzerin, you should go check on the Tritons. Do you need assistance? Well, before he does that, I mean, the Tritons are we're trying to get a hold of the Tritons to help with the Kraken, right? That's a separate thing from... We are waiting on Geneva. That We can fill Geneva in if we are still waiting for Walt Falzerin to come back. Do you guys think that Alamar is preparing for what he's going to do today? Yes. Of course. I this have, evening. I have a way to find out <gasps> what he is doing right now. What? Oh. You know what I'm talking about, Falzerin. Well, Shaft, I'm, if you're willing to, to use some of your abilities, I'm all for I it. I have this, and I pull it out. It's a s- small stone, a token. I go, this will allow me to see what he's doing right now. But I think it would be best used by someone with the most magical ability. But we have to agree that we're going to trust whoever uses this will tell us all the truth. Who wants to use it? And I get it back when you're done. Falzerin looks around and... Kind of raises his eyebrows. Shakara, do you would you trust Falzerin to tell the truth? Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You trust Falzerin now? We had a lengthy discussion last night. Oh. Falzerin, would you trust Shakara to tell you the truth? I, I would. Yes. Do we all trust Mia? Yes. Yes, I have. I have no reason to to mistrust Mia. Mia blushes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Who m- most? knows Alamar. Falzerin does, but he does need to go contact the Tritons. That is still an issue. 
This will only take 10 minutes. Ooh. But it's whoever is most familiar with the person you're trying to see through. Then Falzerin best hurry up and do it. I hand it over to I hand it over to Falzerin and I explain to him how it works. So to, to understand, remember we haven't done this in a yeah, while. It's been a while yeah. So so you have to make a wisdom saving throw. Alamar would have to make a wisdom saving throw. Now he gets pluses and minuses based on how well uh, the person knows the target. So from a knowledge standpoint, it says uh, if you know him secondhand, he gets a plus five. If you know him firsthand, which you have met the target, you get no modifier. And if you are very familiar and you know the target well, it would be a negative five on your roll. So the question would be, do you think that Falzerin knows the target well? I would, uh, I would say that probably not to that extent before reading through his personal journal. But with Ooh. the information he extracted from it, then I would say, yes, he could get that extra bonus. Plus, he's also from Heraklion and has had instances where he's talked to him before, right? Oh, yeah, sure. They're acquaintances at best. So that would be a negative five to your die roll. Plus, uh, we have a connection. So likeness or a picture, possession or garment, or body part, lock of hair, bit of nail, or the like. We do have the books that were his, like the journal. So that would be another negative four. Um, so that would be a <laughs> negative nine. I've had a lot of time to, to think while you guys were all talking while I was sleeping. So a negative nine on that on your wisdom saving throw. Whew. Baby. And Alamar is not right next to Shakara right now. <laughs> I would assume Alamar is, is more intelligent than wise. Falzerin Shaft hands over this scrying stone to you, and you use it, and you expend a charge on this scrying stone, but you are unable to target Alamar. Do you see him? I don't know if, if I did it wrong, Shaft, or... If if it worked, you should be able to like you're like you're in the room with him and, and you can see him. Yeah, no, it it didn't work. I don't know if he's too powerful, or or if there's some other reason why it didn't work. Oh shoot! Well, it won't work again for a while. So go ahead and give it back to me. Will he know that we tried to spy on him? Uh, I don't know. It's always worked for me. Falzern, you can roll an Arcana check. What would make it not work? Uh, 14. No, sorry, 16. So you you understand that the stone's effects did not fail as a result of of the target being like successfully passing its effects. You know you couldn't even target Alomar. It did not allow you to target Alomar. Therefore, you can conclude that very, very obviously, some type of additional magic is protecting Alamar from such effects. Shaft, I, I, I hate to, to be the bearer of bad news, but I think perhaps why this didn't work is because Alamar has some sort of ward on himself, or he's he's protecting himself from this very type of thing. He, he must have thought ahead and and done something. To, to prevent people from using this type of device on him. Well, it was worth a shot. Yeah, it, it certainly was. It's a great idea. How are we going? I mean, I guess we're just going to have to wait uh, 
talk to Geneva to find out where this thing's gonna take place. Yeah, let me go. Let me go tell Geneva. Well, she's coming here. So, are we gonna wait to talk to her, or is Falzern gonna go out and talk to the Tritons now? I think there's there's a window of time where these Tritons are going to come to 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 meet at this this dedicated spot. I, I don't want to miss it. Falzern, you go. We shall wait for Geneva. Does anyone does anyone want to come with me, or I can go by myself? I guess if I. I need to. I mean, you're the one that knows Geneva the best. I can speak with Geneva. This meeting with the Tritons really shouldn't take very long. Well, send it, send it, and see if she's going to come now or later. Okay, so Mia gets all verbal somatic, whatever, and she goes, Geneva, please come meet us at the Rising Three. We need to discuss Alamar. Now. Urgent. SOS. What other words? It's a boat. Boat. (laughs) Clamshell boat. See you soon. XOXO. Gossip girl. (laughs) And it cuts off. It does cut off. Thankfully, it cuts off. Yes. (laughs) At the... (laughs) I was trying to get the most out of our message. You got to go up to 25, baby. And through the effects of the spell, Geneva does know who, like who is who is being sent from. Fortunately, because we yeah. didn't say that. <laughs> no. So <laughs> no, I knew I knew from the spell. Absolutely, text, absolutely. And you get a immediate response uh, as per the spell. Okay. The port is not safe. I can meet you in the city, the knowledge center. Are there more words? That's it. That's it. That is it. Okay, so she said the port's not safe, and we can't meet here. She wants to meet us in the Knowledge Center. Okay, now? Guess so. Well, let's go. She didn't say a time. So if Falzerin has to contact the Tritons, and we need to contact her in the Knowledge Center, who's going where, and what's... Well, it's pretty early. If she's going there now, let's meet at the Knowledge Center and then decide what we're going to do after we find out what she knows. Is that okay with you, Falzerin, if we all go to the Knowledge Center first? Is there a time to meet the Tritons? I, I have until about the sun's at its highest point until I need to meet the Tritons, so we should have some time as long as this doesn't take too long with Geneva, but if, it, if it's starting to look like it's going to take longer, I'll have to leave. I've only been in this party four days, but things are not quick with us. <laughs> I will say you only have max two and a half hours before noon. Like, you know, it was well after midnight between when Falzerin went to sleep himself. Getting that full eight hours puts you close to ten-ish in the morning. And it takes it takes an hour to walk to the knowledge center from the port? No, no, it's only uh, maybe a little under, a little under an hour. Falzerin, I do not believe you have time to come with us. Are we okay with leaving him on his own? I feel like Geneva's gonna be looking for me in the knowledge center. Chef, would you... I didn't, I'm just really worried about... <sighs> this island used to be a place that I loved spending time at, but there's a lot going on here. I, I'd feel more comfortable if there was someone coming with me. I'll go with you. I don't care. We just gotta do something. Let's go. Come on, Falzerin. Okay, let's go. So the four of you step off the boat before parting ways, 
And you do actually notice, uh, unlike late last night when you arrived, the the boat that Alstoff's crew was loading that day you arrived is no longer in port. You see the 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 tier the pier at which it was uh, docked is empty, but the rest of the port is still bustling and there is activity. People unloading and loading ships. I would want to tell Grimby uh, what we what we've been told about this port not being safe, and for him to keep an extra close eye, maybe keep the ship on lockdown with the top closed. Good call. Yeah, lit it up. And as you step off, he start he closes it then. Stay safe, Captain Chum. Hey, you be safe as well, there, Shannara. Alright, we'll go find the Tritons. You guys go to the Knowledge Center and we'll meet back at the Knowledge Center. Alright, sounds good. Okay, let's uh, go with Shaft and Falzerin first. Falzerin, now the second person you have led to this super secret meeting spot with the <laughs> Tritons. <laughs> well, not all the way to it, just partway. It's way. just the shoreline. So, as we're walking along, I'll go, Yeah, I heard everything. You don't have to fill me in. Shaft, you're, you're full of surprises. Well, okay, so you did tell her about your little pact, right? So I know, and I, I could hear you in the back of my head saying that was a terrible idea, but... Well, it worked out okay this time. It did. You could have been dead. I was there to protect you just in case. But sounds like you, you got her on your side now. I just think with Shakara, sometimes honesty is, is what's needed to win her over. Ah, she's a wild card. She doesn't listen to reason sometimes. Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully I'm in a better spot with her now. Well, we are today. Let's see how it plays out. This is going to be one very, very interesting day that I think none of us will forget. So what are you going to tell these Triton guys? From what I understand, it, this Kraken is, is exactly the thing that they exist to deal with. So that's that's what I'm going to tell them. I, I think I will also share with them that there are deep scions around. And maybe they're familiar with deep scions as well. I, I assume they are. Sounds like this Alamar character is going to use uh, this Kraken to somehow get his lichdom, right? Or at least as a possibility. Yeah. So if yeah. these guys can take the Kraken out and then we take care of the other situation, maybe we can stop this from happening. Yeah. And that map that we saw makes it look like someone was searching the depths of the seas all around, and I, I wonder if they were looking for the Triton, so I I feel like it's important to warn them of that as well. Not a bad idea. All right, well, let's let's hope they're here. So how's this work? You, you go for a swim? Yeah, basically there's there's a there's a drop spot where I can leave a message and they check it every so often and if if I've left a message they'll come back 24 hours after they find this message and and we can meet and from there I I give the message on to them they do it do with it what they will okay let's make this happen I got stuff to do too all right well this is we're we're about at the spot why don't you you just wait on the shore here keep an eye out I shouldn't be long okay I'm gonna look around is there anything that I should be worried about you can make a perception. Uh, let's see, that is a 17. You see some old footprints in the sand at the shore here. You can tell that at least one of the set looks identical to the fresh set that Falzern has just made as the two of you have walked up. 
But other than that, uh, at, at this shore, there are a few large uh, boulders, maybe two or three feet high off, off of the, the ground. Uh, but it's quite open out here. And from this vantage, you can still, of course, way far up north, you can see the walls of the, the inner city of Heraklion. But it doesn't appear that there's much else around you. No other tracks. No, no. I'm going to go over and sort of climb up on one of the boulders to sort of get the uh, advantage of, of height to sort of see if I can look down into the water if it's relatively clear and, and watch him as long as I can. Okay. And it is quite clear, uh, very clean water. And you do see a large fluorescent growth of coral. Uh, and it seems that this is a bit of a shallow here. And this coral is kind of ringed with this... A bed of, of seaweed that appears to be very long as it's protruding from the surface of the sea itself as the waves kind of gently pass over them and falls in so you dive in yeah I, I will just say before I before I can wander now shaft if if I come upon trouble I'm gonna do whatever I can to notify you I, maybe just send a beam of of energy up th- through the water I don't know do you do you still have a potion of water breathing well, Shaft, I'm, I'm actually quite good at swimming. No, I'm not talking about for underwater. you. I'm talking about for me. I used mine already. I'm not going to just dive in there to try to help you if I can't breathe. Yes, I do. All right, here, hand it to me, and I'll hang on to it for you. If you don't need it, I'll give it back. All right, so I, I wade in and dive under, swim to the spot that I'm hoping to meet them at. Yeah, it's for the third time in, I think, as many days you swim under into this little sheltered spot within the coral itself. And you locate the marker stone, and you see that it has been overturned, denoting that a scout has been here. But the orientation of it, it shows that there should be somebody here. Strangely, there is not. Hmm. About how long would it take me to swim to that location? Not not long at all. Like, it's less than 100 feet out from the shore. Uh, I think once again, I'll, I'll look around, see if I can see anything that, that can give me a hint as to what may have happened here. Okay, can you roll an investigation, please? Uh, 16. In, in this little coral cubby, this miniature coral urn itself, you actually do see along one of its side... A section of it looks like it has been broken off, as if something has pushed or crashed against it. So it looks like there may have been a struggle. That appears to be so. Poop. <laughs> <sighs> the actual civilization of, of the Tritons is, is quite a bit deeper from what Falzern remembers, I think. He'll, I think he'll maybe swim, you know, farther down into the depths ensuring that he's still got plenty of air left to be able to come back. Plenty of time on his water breathing. And see if he can see any more. Okay, can you make a perception as you are traveling? Now again out of this coral and back into this patch of, of seaweed. That's a nine. And you kind of get this weird sense of deja vu as you've, you've done this exact thing nearly 48 hours before. Unlike the first time, though, where you found nothing, you clearly see that strands of the seaweed has been have been severed, 
and, and again broken. And as you continue to push through to the end of it, you immediately come out of it and there's a drop off into just black below. And about 60 feet away, you see a pair of deep scions clad in wizard's robes and they're pulling a limp triton along with them, swimming, descending into this kind of open crevice below you. What would you like to do? I'd like to have Shikara and Mia and Shaft with me on land to, ha- to have this fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would like. Oh, if that's Karos. Oh, man. Falzern desperately wants to intervene and, and perhaps try and save this Triton, but he's likely outmatched. Like, a, a wizard's not all that great underwater, I so why did this have to happen, Leland? Why did you have to make it this way? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's too. It's too risky for Falzer and. Do it. Do it. Shoot him. Shoot him. Well, Falzer is gonna die. Metagame. Put a lightning bolt up in the sky so Shaft chugs and comes after you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you convinced me. <laughs> I'm a terrible plan. <laughs> I don't know what else to do yeah. to tell you. Falzern feels too much duty, I think, to even though he, he doesn't like the odds. He's going to shoot an Eldritch Blast straight up to try and breach the surface and and catch Shaft's attention and hope that Shaft will come to his aid. And yeah, you, you do. It's Shaft from your position at the rock. You see this green-black lightning burst from the water and into the air about 150 feet from the shore. I sort of look down at the water, and I go, son of a bitch. Hey, <laughs> uh, take a swig, throw it down onto the, on the rocks and smash the bottle, and dive into the water. Falls in, it doesn't appear, even with this blast, it doesn't seem like you've been noticed. Okay. So you still have a bit of time to do something as shaft as, as far as you're concerned. Uh, hopefully on his way. I think I would like to use Disguise Self. And I have seen Deep Science before. Okay. You you will be able to make yourself look like a Deep Scion, but you cannot change the orientation of your limbs. So you won't be able to give yourself like the forearm fins, and you won't be able to give yourself the tentacle hair. But you can make your skin and your your face and like the mouth look very deep scion-ish. All right, so I'm going to do that, and then I'm just going to take off swimming right towards them as quickly as I can, which is pretty dang quick, I might add. Yes, exactly, and especially with you just kind of sprinting towards them, right, as they are moving a little slowly, right, because they are dragging this triton. And as you get closer, and they're just, they're just, they're going down. So you follow them down into the, the darkness, and... It's, it feels like you're, you're not that low from the surface, but it feels like it shouldn't be that dark down here. You can still see within the limits of your dark vision, though, and uh, these three figures are still within it as you catch up to them, and you get within about 20 feet of them before descending maybe another 50 or 60 feet down, you know, kind of at this, this angle downwards. You're then momentarily blinded 
as these three figures are illuminated by a pair of bright lights originating from the depths below. Chaff, you're still swimming. Yeah, I'm going towards where approximately where I saw that, that Eldritch Blast come up. And I'm looking around through the water to see if I can see any movement or any... I mean, I can't really track in the water, so I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out what the where the best direction is to go. Well, you certainly know, again, from your vantage point where you were perched, you know that uh, the blast originated from just outside of this ring of seaweed, so you can certainly get to that point with no problem. Okay. Falzern, what, what, what are you doing in this? You're just kind of getting blasted, and then these three figures, they kind of pause momentarily right against the light themselves, but then they continue towards it. Does this light ring a bell? Like, would I have ever heard of this or seen it or have any clue what this might be related to? It looks like two headlights. And the lights, they kind of shift and turn, and a shell ship comes into view as these three figures continue to swim toward it. My plan was to have them notice me and try to distract them without them attacking me to buy a bit of time for Shaft to catch up. So can I, would I be able to yell or make any noise? Uh, you, yeah, you could, you could maybe do something within 20 feet. If you got a little closer, maybe. Okay. And Shaft, you've kind of hit this point outside of the seaweed and... All you can really see is this this light. You kind of get you're all, you're kind of on the outskirts, the very far end of its radius. But you do see these beams of light from the depths below, and they they are illuminating the three figures and falls. And of course, you really kind of just see two deep scions, a weird uh, blue fish man, and another deep scion, deformed looking deep scion. <laughs> So from my perspective, three deep scions and some kind of thing that I might... Would I would I assume it's a triton based on any description that... You, I think you could uh, very easily make that assumption, yeah. Okay. Is uh, Falzerin a derp scion? Falzerin is a derp scion right now. Oh, no. <laughs> it's finally One, come to pass. One would say... Emma's going to be so happy with herself. So I I think I would probably try to stay clear of all of those people, but try to swim uh, to where I could get some kind of cover if there was something on the sea floor that I could hide behind as I get closer. You do not see the bottom. Once you've hit outside of that seaweed, it's a sheer drop. You do not see the bottom. There is nothing out there. I'll try to swim closer and be uh, as as uh, inconspicuous as possible, I guess, in the open sea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Falzer, and you have made some type of noise? Well, I I think given this this other variable that's now in the in the in the mix, I don't know that I've got time to wait for Shaft to get there, so I, I think that plan is I'm going to give up on that plan and I'm going to dismiss the dis- disguise self spell. Um, and I'm going to go on the offensive. So then let's roll initiative. I'm going to give you a surprise round on them. Thank goodness I've got a surprise round. <laughs> go, Falzern. Falzern has a six. I have a five. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I rolled a one. 
Okay, so first would uh, would be the deep scion, but in the surprise round, they do not get uh, the chance to take any actions or reactions. Falzerin, you're up. I think it's time to activate the tramp stamp. I do oh, too. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so it, co- it costs your bonus action to summon it. Okay. And as you activate it, you feel this tingling right above your butt crack in the very small of your back. Familiar. <laughs> and you feel something kind of, sl- it feels like it's sliding underneath your skin. It doesn't, it is not painful. Uh, it's kind of a little, little ticklish. It's very tingly. And it kind of slides up your back and down both of your arms out your fingertips this black ink that forms and coalesces into a giant shark. And it doesn't look like a shark like you know would normally find in nature. It's almost like it's this two-dimensional outline of a giant shark. Very clearly though has substance to it and three-dimensional shape. But you turn kind of once specific way, almost as if like you're looking at the very thinnest edge of a page kind of thing. And it acts on your initiative. But to dismiss Disguise Self, that that's an action. Oh, okay. Well, the shark is up. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's Sharky Boyst. Now, I wonder what his name is. I think maybe I'd like to call him Bitey. <laughs> okay. I hope he lives up to his reputation. Yeah, <laughs> as do I. So, um, he will... I guess attack the closest deep scion. Bitey, bitey. So it's an 18 on the die, and he has uh, plus nine. <laughs> All right, 28 to hit. No, sorry, 27. I can add. There you go. Yeah, that hits. 27 to hit. All right, perfect. 14 points of damage. Okay. Come on, bitey. You can do better than that. You see, it just bitey just catches the forearm fin of this first deep scion. It does cripple the fin, though. Uh, then we move to Shaft at the bottom of the initiative, but this is still technically the surprise round, so Shaft also does not get any actions or reactions. Back to the top with the deep scion. This one is now surprised at this very strange-looking shark in front of it. It immediately opens its split mouth and lets out a screech that even underwater is deafening. Uh, so that's going to hit both Falzern and the shark. Can you make a wisdom saving throw, please, for both of you? Uh, 18 for Falzern. Okay, you pass. Uh, for the shark, that's a... Uh, it looks like his wisdom's plus zero, so just the die roll, right? So 13. That is just a pass. a boy, bitey. The second scion, though, will do the same. So two more wisdom saving throws from Falzern and bitey. So Falzern passes, and uh, Bitey gets the Bitey pass as well. 18. Okay. Bitey, Bitey did better than Falzern. And Falzern and the shark are up. Uh, right, so I think I'm going to have let Bitey uh, do the honors, and he's going to bite the same deep scion again. Oh, dear. It's a natural one. Oh! oh. Bitey. So Bitey goes to bite, and bit of a, a mishap and unfortunately i mean a, a giant shark is very giant he does latch on to the triton with this bite so roll that damage there bitey <laughs> now he now he rolls good damage <laughs> perfect triton 
24. Wow. Wow. Okay. You see this already limp form just get chomped on, and before Bitey quite realizes what it has in his mouth, it gives it a little shake and a bit of a starts a death roll before releasing it, realizing its mistake. Oh, Bitey. Why? What would be good underwater? Hmm. A shark? <laughs> a shark that doesn't <laughs> attack the train. You would hope. All right, I think, I think magic missile is is a good one. Auto hit. Why not? David, Dave would be proud. I was gonna say he suggested that. What level are you casting at? I think I'll upcast it. Uh, uh yeah. Why not? When in Rome, right? Practically on Rome, same thing. Yeah, you're definitely in Rome. So first dart, I'm gonna target the already damaged for two points of damage. He's still, he's still uh, doing yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he looks pretty good. Okay, next one for three. Oh, five, four. I used, I cast it once slot higher, so that's it, right? Okay, yeah. I get the three or original and then plus one. That's correct. Shaft, you have now seen this ink shark come off of Falzern's butt and into the water, and everything is about 60 feet ahead of you. Perfect that you mentioned 60 feet. So I am going to, uh, it's, a, it's a new day, so I'm going to roll to see how many slots I have for Ring of the Ram. And I get, I rolled a d6, I rolled a four, so that would be two additional, right? Yeah. Because it's a one and three. So uh, two slots for Ring of the Ram this day, and I am going to do that for 60 feet away to the one that's already been hit. Oh, cool. So 19, 26. Oh, yeah, definitely. Gozer would be proud. That is eight points of damage. And it's pushed five feet back. It is also pushed, yes. So does it knock him clear? Yeah, his grip on the Triton loosens, and he's pushed away from the, the the other deep sign, which still has a hold on this now very injured, unconscious, possibly already dead Triton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you moving? Um, I will try to get it closer to Falzern, yes. Okay. And you see this sub had started its turn, and it's now stopped. Like, the length, it's kind of turned the length of it now, and you're looking at the side of it, basically. And you see on the side of it, these circles start to form along it. And what looks like the head of a cannon pokes out the side. And they begin to glow red. And now these deep scions, the one holding the triton, after his buddy has been blasted away, will continue to drag the triton towards this shell sub. The other scion will lash out at the shark with its claws. Oh, that's an adjusted 20 to hit. That's a hit. Eight slashing damage. Does get a second claw. And unfortunately is only going to get a six. In Falzern, you're up. All right, Bitey did not like that. So he's going to he's gonna attack that Triton that, or sorry. <laughs> attack that deep Zion. <laughs> he's got a taste for Triton and he wants more. He's going to attack that uh, deep Zion that just attacked him. So that is a 16 to hit. That is a hit. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, 24 again. 
nice job and it grabs onto its proper target now and just shakes it and tears this deep scion to pieces as blood starts to fill the water around you. What are you gonna do now? I have no friggin' idea. So this, this scion with the triton still is now 30 feet in front of you. Um, I think I'll use um, Eldritch Blast. That's a 21. That's a hit. Five points of damage. Second beam. Uh, 22. And five points of damage. All right. Very consistent. Shaft. I'm going to use my last ring of the ram. Uh, that's 21 to hit. Yep. And that is 17 points of damage. Oh, very nice. And again, you blast him away from the Triton and he loses his grip on uh, on the Triton as it just kind of starts to drift in the water there, still bleeding from its shark bite. And back to this boat now. So four of these cannons have started poking out of the side of it through four large, what look like amorphous portholes. And they will blast at the shark for uh, 15... Seven and eight, and a twenty-three. So uh, fifteen and twenty-three hits. So wow, buddy, buddy is gonna take forty-seven points of. Oh, but you know what? It is fire damage. So underwater, that is halved. So buddy takes twenty-four points of fire damage, and the cannon's glow fades after they have been fired. So this deep scion no longer holding onto this triton just now makes a break for the sub and swims towards it. Uh, using his action to dash, gets within 30 feet of the, the, the this vessel. Baldrin. So Bitey's going to go after him. He's he's pissed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's Bitey's swim speed? Fast. It's, uh, 50 feet. Oh, okay, yeah. Bitey easily gets up to the scion. So he's going to try a, a bite for 15 to hit. That hits. Uh, 16 points of damage. Good hit. He's still alive. Oh, come on. All right, uh, magic missile again. (laughs) This guy's got to go down. Two points of damage. Four points of damage. And two points of damage. Oh, he is looking really rough as your darts pepper him. Narrowly getting around bitey. But he still seems to be making a break for the sub. Uh, Shaft. I'm going to reach down into my pouch and pull out a stick that looks like a carved wooden tentacle. And I'm going to try to make it do something towards the submarine. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen, but I'm going to use it. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right, let's do something fun here then. (laughs) I don't like like the sound of this. (laughs) Can you roll? Oh, man. It's always good when you make Leland pause for me. <laughs> Can you roll, make me an intelligence saving throw, please? Ten. <laughs> but remember, Shakara appeared out of nowhere. So <laughs> Can you roll me a d100, please? Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, that would be a two. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait a second, you don't know, it's a table, it could be good, low numbers could be good. That's true. You extend your arm and nothing happens. Oh, oh no. Dang. Alright, so I'll, I'll shake it a little bit and then stick it back in my bag. 
apparently it doesn't work. Are you moving at all? How far away is the Deep Scion, and how far away is the sub? Uh, the Deep Scion is about 80 feet, and it's within 20 feet of the sub. Is the sub pointing towards me or away from me? You are all in its field of fire from these four cannons. Okay. Then I'm going to go uh, up at an angle, trying to get away from... So it has to have one target or the other. It's not going to be able to target both of us. Absolutely, that's a good idea. And the sub now continues to fire at this shark, now point blank. Oh, that's again going to be two two hits above 20 and two below 10. And wow, again, yeah, not using right with this fire. Bitey takes uh, 18 fire damage from two blasts. That's half of, of the total. That is half of, yeah, that's yeah. already half. Okay. And the Deep Scion now breaks away from Bitey, which Bitey actually gets an attack of opportunity. Oh, heck yes. Bitey gonna bite. Uh, 15. Yep, that uh, hits. Uh, 18. Nope. 19. And Bitey swallows his last Deep Scion hole. Yes. And you can yes, see it's floating bitey. inside of its strange ink form. <laughs> Clearly dead. What is Falzern doing? So um, he's going to swim over and grab the uh, triton that's kind of floating lifelessly in the water. And he's going to head up as well and try and get out of out of the line of fire. So while you're dragging the sign, you will be moving at half speed, just FYI. Okay. Shaft, could you roll a d100, please, at the beginning of your turn? Five. <laughs> okay. That's... It's not the reaction you want <laughs> from the DM when he's looking at a random table. Shaft, your bag that you stowed, this tentacle wand thing, starts to shake and expand as popping out of it is this spherical, nearly the size of you, it's maybe a little bit larger, spherical mechanical thing. It has one big eye in the center of it two arms and two legs and kind of this set of what looks like mechanical wings on the back of it. And it regards you in just a couple of two slow blinks. I sort of sort of swim back away from it and go and look at it for a minute. Does it look like it's going to do anything to me? It certainly didn't try to lash out at you or anything. And I mouth, kill that sub! <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. Be sure to follow us on social media, Incorrigible Par on Twitter, Incorrigible Party on Facebook and Instagram. You can visit IncorrigibleParty.com for additional world and NPC information and to get all your Incorrigible Party merchandise. Merchandising. That's where the real money is made. Get a flamethrower. The kids love that one. The Incorrigible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. For your design needs, visit CriticalHitDesign.com. That's me. All ambient sounds and music during the episode are courtesy of tabletopaudio.com, and our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for your own musical inquiries via email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring! <laughs>